If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Walking on Feathers. I'm so excited about the topic this week because it's something that I'm so interested in, um, but have had a difficult time putting it, my experience, my experiences into words. So I have with me Marissa. I, um, I put up a post regarding astral travel and I asked people to send me some emails with their experiences and Marissa's experience stood out more than anyone else's. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I, I'm so, so, so excited. I am too, because this is not something that is very much talked about. And when it had happened to me, I had never heard it before. So I didn't realize that anything had happened to me. Same. Okay. So I want to just distinguish what astral travel is because I thought astral travel and out of body experiences were different, but they're actually the same thing. So the definition um, of astral, it's actually astral projection is it's a term used to describe an intentional out of body experience that assumes the existence of a soul called astral body um, that's separate from the physical body and capable of traveling outside it throughout the physical and astral universes. So when I read this definition, I'm like, oh shit, that makes sense because with my experience, I realized I, the movement when you're, you're traveling on the astral realm is all connected to thought. Did you realize that when you were doing it? I did, I guess, because only because I, I was asleep or I was falling asleep. That's kind of when it's happened to me. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that it was more just in my head. It wasn't a physical thing. Like when you just said, it's the same as out of body. I thought out of body, you're like, hovering above your body like looking down at it and I never saw myself but I could feel the physical but it was all in my head that I felt so people I've had both experiences um where the out of body where I'm like literally looking at my body and I thought mm -hmm. I died and then the second experience was more like a consciousness like I'm my consciousness and I'm moving around with this consciousness but there's not like a physical piece to it Correct. Yeah. Okay. So how about you share your experience first and then I'll share mine. Okay. So the first time it happened, I can't recall the interactions. Um, 
usually if I have a very vivid dream, um, a visitation from somebody, I can most of the time recall it. Um, I used to be really good about writing stuff down and then I just kind of got out of the habit two children later and <laughs> totally <happened>. same. <laughs> so um, the first time it happened, I didn't know anything had happened. The feeling that I recalled um, going through, it was just as I was falling asleep, I believe. I was laying in bed mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it was black. <clears throat> And the best way I can describe it is like if you're ever in a car and one person rolls down a window, just that awful like vibrating sound in your ear. Yes. I could, I could hear that. And like, I just felt just an intense like vibration, but like in my head between my ears, I guess is what I could say. So thought nothing of it like until I can't remember if you had mentioned it or if there was somebody else that had mentioned astral travel and kind of, um, kind of described it, not really in depth. So then I got on Google and I was like, what's astral travel? So I read it or astral projection and I was like, holy cow, that totally happened. But I don't remember any interaction whatsoever. So I was super bummed because I thought, oh, I did it, but I don't remember anything. So then, um, the next time it happened to me, um, little tiny background, the first interaction I'd ever had with somebody passing away um, and interacting with me was in my sleep. And it was a friend of mine um, and it was the night before his funeral and I was like super upset. And I told my mom, I said, I don't know where he was in his life. And this was before I had done a lot more reading and studying, kind of realized that there's not a literal heaven and hell. I grew up in a Christian church. Mm -hmm. um, so in my head, people go to heaven or hell. There's, there's nothing else that, you know, it's by the Bible. So um, the night before his funeral, I was super upset. And I said, my mom, I go, where, where is he? Like, I never really established with him what he believed. And my mom said, there's no way you're ever going to know that. So don't, don't hang up on that. So that night I went to sleep and I had just a super vivid dream of him. I could see him. I could see something that I wouldn't have known until somebody had gone to his viewing. Um, I saw a dark mark under his eye that um, I didn't know because I didn't go to his viewing. I didn't want to see mm -hmm. him like that. So, and he came to me and he talked to me and that was the first time. And I woke up and I told my mom, I was like, oh my gosh, Tyler told me he was fine, that it's beautiful up there, but he had this mark on his face. And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't tell you. Cindy went to the funeral or went to the viewing. He had a mark under his eye. It really upset her because she felt like his um, makeup wasn't done right. She goes, but how would you have known that? And I was like, oh, <laughs> what just happened? My mom goes, I think he visited you. Because my mom, my mom has had an in-person visitation from her grandma when she was a little girl. I had never experienced that. Mm -hmm. So he was my first experience. So the next time I astral traveled, um, I now by this time have lost both my best friends, my grandparents. Um, I guess that was, not that that's not a lot, but that was it. So that's a lot. The next, the next time it happened again, laying in bed was kind of in that in-between space. And all of a sudden shoot it. Like you feel, you can feel like you are flying, but it's black. I had the vibrating in my ears again. And I, all of a sudden was like placed, not dropped, but like placed in 
a big, beautiful white mansion or house or building or something. It was literal like, from what I can remember, I think the floors, the walls, everything was like a white marble with no veins. It was just shiny. I guess that's like the best way I could describe it. So did you realize, like, did it seem like colors were more vivid to you? They looked yes. different? Okay. Yes. People, like everybody that I saw, they were so, um, yeah, they were vivid because everything was so bright white, like almost blinding. Yeah. And then, I felt like, like everything's more alive. Yes, totally. So the first person that greeted me was my grandfather and he didn't speak to me. He just gave me a really big hug. And it's funny because that's literally the only visit I've ever had from him since he passed. And then, um, I started kind of walking through this building and then my best friend appeared, one of my best friends, and she and our other best friend that have both passed away, they come to me. It's been a while since they have, but they have been very active in my dreams and they come and they tell me things that they, that you wouldn't think that they would know. Like when I was first dating my husband, his name, um, you know, they've talked to me about my, my firstborn, not my second. I haven't had a visitation since I had him, but, um, so she, she spoke to me. She's my nickname for her or from her was Moose. And she said, Hey Moose. And she gave me a big hug. And I said, I love you. I miss you. And she just looked so beautiful. Um, she looked like her healthy self. And so, um, then I moved on from her and the third person was that guy, Tyler, but I didn't see him. I could see everybody else, but him, I called out for him. I said, Tyler, are you there? And he, um, I heard him giggle. He had like a really like low chuckle and he said, Hey Marissa. And I said, how are you? How are you doing? Are you okay? And he said, I'm great. He said, but, oh gosh, sorry. <laughs> Makes me teary. Um, he said, imagine if you can reach all the way up here, all the people that you could help down there. And I was like, what on earth does that mean? Because I, you know, clearly I have some sort of gift. I have an intuitive nature. There are things that I, I know about. I, I knew in my, the day my best friend was in labor and she hadn't told anybody. I texted her and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm at the hospital. Totally in tears because who knew, who would know that? And there's just, you know, there's little things that happen and, um, but that I was like, oh my gosh, is there something I'm supposed to do? And so then um, at some point after that, I had had a reading with you and um, since have, you know, done meditations and, you know, messed around with angel cards. And I was really good about it until, um, I don't know, somewhere last year, I just kind of dropped off, got busy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I haven't had any other experiences like with any visitations or anything else since then until a few months ago, um, I was falling asleep and shot through the air again. And I ended up, I don't know where I was that time. I don't remember like a specific building, but there was a woman that stood in front of me who appeared to be older. Like I could tell she was like, 60, 70, somewhere in there. I didn't ask her name, who she was. So I don't know if she was some sort of a spirit guide. Um, I don't know who she was. And for whatever reason, I asked her how much longer is all of this like intense COVID BS going to be going on? And she said about 18 more months. And this was a few months ago. I don't know why I wasted 
an astral trip on asking about <laughs> COVID because I'm so tired of it. And it has just, you know, it's just ruined so many lives and separation. There's just so much anger surrounding it. So I'm like, seriously, I wasted a trip to ask about that. So I have no idea if that's even true. I don't know if there's 18 more months of it from a few months ago. It's probably been about, I'd say two, three months since I had that last one. So I don't know if that was legit. I don't know who she was, but it was that same thing. I'm falling asleep, get shot through the dark, vibrating super loud between my ears, and then I'm there. Um, but I've never, I've never seen myself and I've never like hovered above myself. So I haven't had that kind of out of body, but it's always like when I'm in that, like kind of drifting off to sleep when it happens, I've never, I don't know how to do it intentionally. I know that people probably can, mm -hmm. um, but I've never done it intentionally. And I've never like sat and thought, oh, I really wish I could astral project tonight. Like it just happens out of absolutely nowhere. Like no rhyme or reason. I haven't necessarily meditated, nothing. So I don't know why I've done it. I don't know how. Um, well, I feel I like for everyone, it's their experiences. For one, they're different, but I feel like for you, it's kind of keeping you more aligned with like your spiritual side. Cause you get so mm -hmm. like immersed in the human. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, I feel like with your, uh, your psychic and mediumship abilities, cause I feel like you have them as well. I feel like first, um, we got to go back and heal from trauma. I feel like that's, what's blocking you more than anything. Cause as okay. I'm connecting with you, it just feels like this, this block. And, um, there's just a lot of the best the label I can find is anger around you. I feel like underneath that is sadness and it's not just connected to COVID. I feel like it's a accumulation of things. So okay. once you work on that though, I feel like your gifts are going to skyrocket and just know like everybody's gifts are different. I feel like yours are going to, um, you're going to attune to them naturally. Like, I don't feel like you need to take a shit ton of classes or anything. I feel like you were born with them, which is why you're having those incredible experiences. I didn't know, um, until I had my experience that you can see your, your, your dead people on the other side. You can connect with them on the astral realm. After I had my experience, I started doing research. So I think it's really cool that you naturally went there. It's, it's unbelievable. And I would have never known it if nobody had talked about it, but like it's, it was the trippiest feeling. Cause I, like I said, I've had a ton of people coming to visit me when I sleep because I had made a pact with one of my best friends that passed away after our, our other best friend had passed away. We had said, all right. Cause she came to both of us. She went to her first, then came to me. And um, we made a pact together that whoever died first we're going to visit in each other's dreams, not just suddenly appear at the foot of the bed and scare the crap out of each other. So <laughs> all of my visitations have been through that, through my dreams. Um, oh my I've, gosh. You just reminded me of another experience that I had. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just, Oh, you're it. fine. Um, so I'm just, I'm super, I'm super interested in us to how people even do it intentionally and real quick like on the um letting go of a lot of anger is that do you think through therapy would that be i feel like that would be best i mean for everyone i everyone's medicine's different for you mm -hmm. yes i feel like and i feel like you're gonna have to be honest with yourself where the anger's coming from 
Okay. Like it has to do with family and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I'll just leave it at that. I feel like intuitively okay. you already know, but just, and I surrender to the process. Cause I feel like you're going to want to speed it up. And sometimes we just have to sit in the shit in order for it to pass. Okay. All right. Well, I have an incredible therapist that she's, she's an intuitive as well. She's like, I didn't even know that there'd be a therapist that would be on the more metaphysical side of things. She's unbelievable. So that's awesome. I have one too. And she, um, mind is body work. And I, I found mine from a client and I'll go see her. I used to see her every week and now I just see her sporadically whenever some stuff comes up that I can't let go of. But I have to say with like my gift, I made a pact with my spiritual team when I first found out that I was gifted. Like I said, Hey, I will totally work on all of my trauma and whatnot, but I want to do this too at the same time. And so Mm -hmm. I did it in parallel where my gift like has substantially opened up up and got more detailed as I've continued to heal myself. Okay. And we're never really done. I mean, we do, we're able to work through like the childhood trauma and the other stuff that pops up from like loss and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. after I feel like we work through that, we start becoming more aware of how we're getting in our own way. And then that's a whole different ball game. And that's fine. <laughs> but I just want to say that because I feel like a lot of people are like, I've been working on myself for 20 years. Well, yeah, that's why we're here. Oh yeah. To do the work. It's yeah. But it's, it's so worth it, especially when you're gifted, because I feel like it's the superpower that comes out kind of out of the blue. And then it's a gift that you're given from putting the time and effort into like releasing the the, the trauma and healing yourself. So mm-hmm. I'm nervous to talk about my experience because, uh, it's just, it's crazy. So I want to say like, I'm fully aware that it, my experiences sound crazy. The reason why I'm sharing them is because I feel like one, nobody really talks about it. And two, mm-hmm. I do feel like a life purpose of mine within this lifetime is to bring more awareness to this. And I'm hoping that I'll learn how to be able to do it. And then I'll be able to teach it at some point. Um, My first experience was about 10 years ago. I was going through a very hard time in my life. I had just become a single mom. I just moved. I think I was living in my own apartment for like four or six months and I was drinking a lot at the time, not like alcoholic, but I mean, just like having two glasses of wine at the end of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. just like running for myself was dating a douchebag. And, um, I had got home from a night out with that guy and I was just really sad. And I remember laying on my bed and I put music on my computer and my computer was open and I laid down and same thing. I like to describe that noise as like an airplane flying by. Cause it's so mm-hmm. loud. It's like, oh, it's intense. And I just, and I remember feeling like bloop, I popped out of my body. I remember feeling it and I leaned over and I thought I died because <laughs> I'm like looking at my body and I'm like, oh fuck, what the hell? And I could feel beans around me, but I couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. And I looked around my room and there was this thing in the corner, um, that was like swirling come to find out it was like a vortex from me doing readings. I did a bunch of research, but it was literally like this swirly thing in the corner. Um, and then 
I like walked, like moved around, I'll say floated around my room, just like, cause I leaned over and I saw my stomach going up and down. So I'm like, okay, I'm still breathing. I wonder if I, so you saw yourself in on your bed. Yes. Yes. Completely thought I died. And now I, when I do readings and people overdose or they pop out of their body and they don't know that they're dead, I completely Mm -hmm. have like so much empathy and compassion for them because I've been there. And then I got back in my body because I was, oh, the one thing that I remember is like feeling so weightless. I have implants my I have my boobs done mm-hmm. and I didn't realize like how heavy the implants are and when I mm-hmm. had my out of body I like oh my god it felt so amazing I felt like so free and like weightless and so wow. when I got back in my body I looked at the clock and I think it had only been like 15 minutes but it felt like longer like hours mm-hmm. and I text my friend and I was just like oh my god I swear to god I just like left my body I don't know what happened I don't know like if I'm dying blah 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 Then after that, I mean, that definitely provoked me to look more into like spiritual gifts and out of body experiences and whatnot. Um, And at the time my, my aunt had passed away like a year and a half prior and I was having the same, the visitation dreams and whatnot, but they were, Mm -hmm. mine were always dreams. They were never like, I felt physically there. Um, And same thing. I would see her and she looked beautiful, but it wasn't, it was different than yours. So at the time I was having like all of these incredible experiences. That was when I walked into my living room and it was full of feathers. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I named the podcast walking on feathers. And uh, so I've got a feather from from a, an experience with the very first medium that I ever talked to. And that's my spirit symbol too. The feathers. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like some people choose it, but I feel like it chose us. Like Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I still see them right before like some drama happens or there's like a huge life change. I'll start seeing them everywhere. And so I Mm -hmm. feel like it happens just like to prepare me. (laughs) Anyway, so fast forward to uh, my friend dying. I forgot about this. Your story reminded me of this. My friend died. And that night I stayed the night at her house because she lived in Los Angeles at the time. And I was in San Diego and I drank all day after she passed away. And um, so I stayed the night at her house and I fell asleep on my stomach. And I remember hearing her walking down her hallway and her grandmother was with her. And she was like, I could hear them talking about the pictures in the hallway and they came and they walked and I could see their feet. I could not move though. I was paralyzed. And she was telling me, come with me, come with me. And I was like, I can't, but it was that same feeling when you're about to leave your body, you know how it tingles and it's like vibrating. Dating. It was like, she was trying to pull me out of my body. It wasn't scary though at all. I was just like, I can't leave friendly. I have to stay here. I can't go with you. And now that I'm talking about, I totally could have left and came back, but I didn't know. I thought it was like final. Yeah. (laughs) So then after that, I like, um, I maybe like 20 seconds had passed after they left. And then I was able to like gain control of my body. And I woke up and went into her son's room. Her husband was asleep with her son and he was awake. And I was like, Oh no, he was in the kitchen. I'm sorry. I went into there and then he wasn't in there. And then he was in the kitchen, just standing there. Like he had saw a ghost. And I was like, Oh my God, I just saw Polly. And I told him, and he's like, I know I just saw her too. And so that was insane. And that was, I think like seven or eight years ago. And then the thing is the, once you have an experience you will recall it. It's like it happened yesterday because two weeks ago I was taking a nap. The baby had kept me up the night before. And so I'm like, I want to take a nap before I have to do readings. 
And all of the sudden, that thing you talked about, the vibrating of the body and the, um, the pulsating and the loud, like, uh, plain sound by my ears. Mm-hmm. It's really, really loud. And I have to say, you guys, this wasn't scary to me at all. I had this knowing that it was about to happen. I was like, oh shit, this is an out of body experience. <laughs> and I called on Archangel Michael and I was like, help me, help me. And I remember reading an article about people. There's different techniques that you can use. Some people envision uh, like a cord and they grab onto the cord and like pull their body up. And then there's another technique where you roll out. And I remember thinking that sounds easier. So I was like trying to roll out of my body all of a sudden I'm trying like not to say I know this sounds crazy all of a sudden (laughs) my whole body heated up it was insane Archangel Michael like came inside my like he was his being was inside my body and it was like all like he was clearing away anything negative in it like my whole body was like vibrating pulsating heating up it felt incredible and then all of a sudden bloop, I'm in this black void and it's Mm -hmm. pure consciousness. So if you guys can imagine like closing, and I was going to say closing your eyes, it's literally like you're looking, everything was like, I was looking through my third eye because it's like more detailed and vibrant and everything's more alive. And, and then everything's controlled by pure consciousness. So I'm like in space, like this void, it's so expansive and he's with me. I can't see him, but I can feel him. I do remember seeing like a red orb, um, and I'm floating and I just see stars everywhere. And all of a sudden, all of these mandalas appear. So I didn't know what they were until I just recently went to Sedona and had that healing session with Carrie. And before I mm-hmm. left, she's like, you need to draw a mandala to, um, to like end or complete the energy that we just cleared with the trauma and everything. And so I, it was on my to-do list. And so anyways, all of these mandalas appear and they're so, it looked like somebody drew them with henna cause they were like puffy and they were mm-hmm. like a light brown color. And I remember looking around and I, everything's connected to your knowing. So you don't really have to like talk cause you just know. And so yeah. I had this knowing that everyone was like sacred. It held like energy and it manifested something. And I had this knowing that everybody has these sacred geometries around them in order to manifest. And this, this space wasn't like, I had this knowing that people who um, are more elevated in their consciousness have more. And so I just looked around and I looked at them and then um, I like hung out there for, I don't even know how long. And then all of a sudden I had this thought of my dad, I don't talk to him. And I thought of him and then boom, I land underneath my grandmother's bed. My dad's been living at my grandmother's house for like two years now. And oh my gosh, I was so scared. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck. Can he see me? And I could see him <laughs> walking back and forth, like either hanging up a picture on the wall or taking it down. And and then I was like, okay, this, this is weird. Like, so I thought of him. So can I go anywhere that I think about? So then I thought about my mom's house and then bloop, I end up on the front porch. And then I remembered this oh my gosh. a long time ago telling me about, you can fly when you're, when you're doing, when you're out of body. And mm-hmm. so I like ran or like floated. And then I flew, I swear to God, it was like the most real experience that I've ever had in my life. I could feel the cold air. I could feel the wind. I was dodging telephone pole wires. I like spinned around for a while. And then I'm trying to think of, oh, I came back to my house 
And then um, I didn't want to forget everything that had happened. And I was like creeped out a little bit because it had been so mm-hmm. long. And so I got back in my body and I woke up and then I, I texted my best friend, Amber, and I was like, holy shit, I know this sounds crazy. Um, actually, I vo- voice memoed her and she's like, you need to write this all down so you don't forget it. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I, was, I started researching them because I had stumbled across um, Raymond Moody, I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago. And he is a psychiatrist, a philosopher, a physician, and an author. And he studied um, NDEs, near-death experiences, all throughout his life. And like people's symptoms, kind of like how we had the same thing where you hear like the jet engine in your body. Not everybody has the same experience, but he mm-hmm. basically did like polls of who had what and whatnot. And so I did some research on him. And then I found this amazing documentary on Gaia. It's called The Path Beyond the Physical. It's about an hour and a half long. And it's these three or four guys talking about their out-of-body experiences. And one of them uh, worked for NBC in his youth. And so he was like a normal guy. And then he kept having these experiences and he ended up writing a book about it. And he, I don't know if he did. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply put it under um, a, a different name because he didn't want to be found out and people would think he's crazy or if he did use his name. But um, mm-hmm. so I watched that and then I got one of the books that they recommended. And so I started listening to it and it talks about how to provoke them. And so I went to take a nap again, a couple days after this last experience and it happened all of the sudden and I knew it. And this time it was weird. I like floated up, up, and like I was standing over my body mm-hmm. and uh, I was calling Archangel Michael and I could, it was weird. Cause this time it felt like I was in a different realm. Like the realm that I was in the last time felt more um, vibrant, like a higher realm. This one felt denser, not scary or anything. It just didn't mm-hmm. feel like as magical. So mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I can think of someone and then I can be there. So I thought of my friend, Lindsay, and I was there, I was in a salon, a hair salon, and I was watching her, um, her hair was all wet and I didn't know if she was getting it cut or what was going on. So then I, um, 
came back here. I thought about my house and I was like, I want to fly around outside. So I did. And I tried to push my ring camera because I told my husband about it. I'm like, I want some like hardcore evidence that I can prove that I'm doing this. But mm-hmm. like, I, I cannot figure out how to um, do anything physical. I need to like, mm-hmm. I need to look into that. So I like try to push it and I can't. So I float back up, up my stairs. And then this like weird thing happened. I saw this again, I know this is crazy and I do not know what it means, but I saw this, like this golden lion and it was walking towards me, but it wasn't scary. I wasn't like, Oh shit. Or anything. I was just like, (laughs) that's very, it kind of felt like the mandalas where it's like very symbolic. Mm -hmm. So I got back in my body. And as soon as I got up, um, Oh wait, I, I got back in my body and I was paralyzed and I was like screaming, trying to like get back, like shake myself back in. And it took like a couple Mm -hmm. minutes. That part sucks. Then I text my friend Lindsay and I was like erratic, like, oh, so she's normal and she's like hardcore Christian. So I'm like, I'm trying to provoke astral, um, out of body experiences. And so anyways, long story short, my text didn't really make sense. I'm like, I just, is your hair wet? And she's like, no, why? I'm like, because I just saw you. I'm trying to provoke out of body experiences. And I saw you at a salon and I think you were trying to get your hair cut. And she's like, no, but I just did get back from the salon. I just got a blowout. And, um, and I was like, were you getting your makeup done too? Cause it felt like you were going to amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com podcast that's indeed.com podcast terms and conditions apply but I didn't see the girl there yet. She's like, yeah, I just got my makeup done. So I'm like, oh, "Oh, yeah. And she's like, what the (laughs) fuck? How did you know that? I'm like, I am just, I, I'm like, I'm still trying to process. I still need to text her back. Um, but I, I told my husband, I want to do things that I can prove. So like, if I go and like, look at someone and then I text them or whatever, then I can prove that I actually did it. Not for them, for me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I used to think when people would talk about this, even though I've had experiences, it's so weird how like our human mind will talk us out of it. No, it was just a dream or no, eh, it wasn't as real as it was and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. in the book that I'm reading, it describes that, like how after the fact, like a week or so, we try to talk ourselves out of the experience because it's just how the ego works. And so I'm trying to keep a detailed record. So when, um, I do start to teach this because I know at some point I'm going to, I'll have um, a a knowing. The other thing I want to say too, so one of the things that I was told when I was 
younger was not to do this because you could connect with dark entities. What mm -hmm. I have found, what I have found, and I promise you guys, this is true. Anything that you are fearful of is a manifestation of your own fear and you triggering that fear and fearing it fuels that fear. It feeds it. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that they talked about in this book was this guy saw something scary and he was just, he stood there and he just like, didn't run from her or anything. And this big scary beast came down and like licked his face and then it disappeared. So I feel like maybe that's a phase that some people might have to go through where you have to face your fears. I have never had anything negative like that. And I always have the intention, um, you know, like white light around me and whatnot. But I honestly feel mm -hmm. that I've worked through a lot of my demons that, that stuff won't necessarily pop up. But I do feel like it's important to talk about because I know some people have had some scary experiences. Have you had any scary experiences? No, I get a lot of, though, I'm wondering if it's sleep paralysis um, mm -hmm. where I'm in my dream and I know I'm asleep, but I cannot physically move and I'm trying to wake myself up and yeah. I can't move my body, I can't speak. I can open my eyes and see what's going on around me, but I am just dead to the world. Yeah. Um, that's the paralysis. I feel like what I've learned to do is just like, um, like fall into it. And then it ends up, I feel like when you know that you're not always going to be like that, you're not stuck. Then again, I feel like the, the fear keeps you stuck in the paralysis. It terrifies me. I know. Every I time that scream. it's happened, it, it flips me out because I, I'm, I feel so vulnerable and I don't know what's around me. And it usually happens when I'm having some sort of a dark dream, like somebody's coming into my house or coming after me or something like that. And I feel like I physically cannot move my body. Um, but that's, that's the only negative I've ever had. Like, otherwise I, I mean, my, three, well, I can't remember my first, so I can't speak to that one, but my other two experiences were totally, po well, positive, um, nothing scary, you know, um, I haven't had any, like, bad interactions with anything except for sleep paralysis, and I, I hate it. I've had the same thing happen. When I first started reading, I was told that from a psychic, it was like this initiation phase. It was the same thing and it would happen. Oh my God. So fucking often it was miserable, but I say I would be, it was sleep paralysis and you know that you're asleep. And then I would hear footsteps. And then I knew it was something like coming after me and then Jesus would appear. And then I would say, hell Mary's, even though I don't remember them. And then I would be like, why aren't you helping me? And now I get it. He wasn't helping me because I needed to help myself, but it was never like I could feel anything touching me. It was just like my form of like scary. And then I would wake mm -hmm. up, but I know that like we have control over it. And the more you face it, the less likely it is to happen. I can't remember the last time I had a dream like that. But how do you, I mean, if you're asleep, how do you know to talk to yourself and tell yourself that it's okay. Like, how do you get to that point where you can say, it's okay. This is just sleep paralysis. I'm going to wake up. It's because a form I'm of awareness. You're shitless every time it happens. You need to read. I'll send you the book that I'm reading. I'll put it okay. in the show notes for you guys. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but okay. um, the more awareness you have, the easier it is. Like when I the third time when it happened, I, it was so much easier for me to move around because I, I knew how to guide myself. It was all by your thoughts. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing, but I have to say I did the third time I, I got stuck in the paralysis too. And I like, feel like the more you try to move, like you wiggle your fingers and you can't, and then mm-hmm. you scream. I feel like the more you do that, the faster you wake up. That's what I found. Um, mm-hmm. But I also feel like the less scared you are where you have this knowing, like, I'm not going to be stuck here forever. Uh, so it's kind of like just trusting yourself. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying, but I will definitely try to work on that. And I have a really bad habit of, um, or my body does, if I'm in a really bad dream and I wake myself up out of it, if I don't physically get myself out of bed right that second Uh and mill around my house, I fall asleep and it continues where it was. And I, it's, it's bizarre. My husband has before he's been like, what were you doing? Cause like, I'll get out of bed and go pet the dog, like do something to really like wake me up because I have the same, I I don't, if I don't give myself, I don't even know a time frame. Let's just say five to 10 minutes. If I don't make myself get up for that amount of time, like I could get up, walk to the bathroom, come back, get in bed and it'll pick up if I fall asleep too soon. But, um, I I feel like those are, I feel like those are lucid dreams though. Lucid dreaming Mm -hmm. is when you know that you're dreaming or you're aware that you're dreaming in the Mm -hmm. dream. And then you think that it's like real everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the movie Inception. I've never seen that. Oh my gosh, you have to see that movie. It might okay. freak you out a little bit. But um, yeah, that feels like more of a lucid dream. But I used to have the same thing happen. You need to start. What helped me was praying Archangel Michael and asking him to protect me before I went to bed. And now um, everything's done with intention. Like the third time, I literally lay down with the intention to have the out of body experience and it mm-hmm. happened. And I could not believe how easily it happened. I do feel like there's a correlation between how connected you are with your body, not your gifts, with your body and uh, feeling confident in it and not being scared, mm-hmm. the easier it is. And then with me, I have like there, Archangel Michael was there, but there was other angels there too. He was just the more dominant one. For you, you can call on your love. Well, for everyone, you can call on your loved ones, on angels and whatnot. I feel like there's something happening collectively where more people are waking up to their abilities to be able to do this. So I feel Mm -hmm. that more people will be able to utilize this and it will serve a significant purpose in people's healing journeys. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to be able to teach it and just talking about it, plant seeds. So everybody listening right now, like all of you are going to, are more likely to have an experience now, um, talking about it, reading about it, watching documentaries on it will help plant seeds. So, um, it'll help to provoke it more easily. So if you're into it, set an intention, protect yourself, um, and then call on a guide or a loved one or an angel in order to guide you. So then, uh, you're not freaked out when it happens. Cause I was freaked out the very first time again, I thought that I died. And I, I mean, I was literally a ghost. Well, yeah, you saw your body. I have never, ever seen myself. Like I can, I can tell that I am some sort of an energy wandering around. Like, I feel like I have a body somewhere. Like I don't necessarily, I feel weightless when I'm projecting, but once I'm there, I feel like I'm me. Yeah. I can't fathom what I would do if I looked over and saw my body, especially yeah. knowing all of the things I know and the things that I've experienced and the things that I've read, like that would flip me the heck out to look at my body laying there. Yeah. And maybe that's did. why I don't do it that way because I know that I would like, lose my shit. 
I was just like, why is this? Ha-? Like I had so many like fucked up things happen all at once during that period of time. And I thought mm-hmm. like, maybe my, I just died because I can't handle anymore. And then when I saw myself <laughs> breathing, I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it was so, so bizarre. But I never, when I say feel scared, it was never like, oh my God, I died. It was more of like, what the fuck is going on? But I still felt like I had control. Uh-huh. And I could feel beans around me again. So like, I knew that there was something there guiding me at the time. I wasn't as connected as I am now. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've built those relationships as like crazy as that sounds. But, um, I've, I just want to say that the coolest thing next time you do it, have the intention to fly. Okay. Well, I have talked to you about something like swear on everything as a kid, I don't know if I used to do that as a kid, because when you described it, I would picture myself like outside of the house that I grew up in and I would run and jump and I would fly like around the neighborhood or I'd fly around my old house. We had, um, plant shelves and I always thought like as a little kid, I thought, Oh my gosh, it'd be so cool to be able to get up there. And I would dream, I would run and I would jump and I could literally fly and so when you were describing that, I'm like, holy crap, I did that as a kid. I, I haven't done that now, but um, I would have those kind of, re- I've had reoccurring dreams ever since I was little. And that was one. I don't remember when it stopped. Um, I've had a few others, like there's a theme park that I always go to, like a kind of like a water theme park. And I don't know what that's about, but it's the same one ever since I was a kid. I have a horrible dream where I walk into my childhood home and there are spider webs and spiders all over the place and I have to walk through it. And I'm like, seriously, so afraid of spiders. I, where I live, I've learned that I have to kill them because they'll, you know, they'll keep living in my garage. And if my husband's not home, like I call them, I'm like, there's a black widow and I can't find the spray. And I just went to grab a shoe and she climbed back up in the garage door and he's like, well, just use ant spray, do something, you know, or I'll just, <laughs> I'll deal with it when I get home. And I found sp- some different kind of spray and she fell out. And I'm sorry for anybody listening to this that likes spiders and is mortified by me killing them, but I hate them. So that dream that I've had, it is my childhood home. The one that we moved into when I was three and there are spiders everywhere, but the flying one, it's that stopped years and years ago, like I couldn't even give you a, any sort of relevant timeline when that might've stopped, but I used to do that. I'd totally run across my house or down the street and I would be able to fly above everything. But I just always thought that was my, I always thought, oh my gosh, how cool it'd be to fly. And I just thought that was me as a child thinking, oh, I'm going to be Peter Pan, you know, let's go do this. I never would have ever thought it was anything but a dream. So that's, that's kind of a trip to think that I would do that when I was little. That's but like I guess the you're best more, part about you're it. More, from everything that I've heard, read, et cetera, you're more accepting of things and more open to things when you're a kid, because you've not had the world to tell you that things are impossible or bad or whatever. So maybe, maybe that's where I lost that piece of me is you know, growing older and growing an ego and, oh no, that didn't really happen. You know, it was just a dream, but maybe it was more than that when I was little. I completely think that it's something more. I feel it. And the fact that you've already had the experience, it's easier for you to 
to provoke it since because it's so familiar so mm-hmm. it's so funny how you say like run and jump because that's what I did too but like you can't see your feet you just like Mm-mm. know that you're running and then you jump yeah. it was probably like three steps do 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 and then jump and then ah oh, the mm-hmm. it's so much fun you have to do try it again <laughs> I need to find my healed inner child and do that because I mean that was the greatest thing ever Oh, sorry for, for that noise. That was my four-year-old. <laughs> I'm locked okay. in my mom's room. <laughs> for some, for some reason, it's easier for me to do it during the day. Maybe because I'm less scared. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, it's easier for me to do it when I'm taking a nap as opposed to going to sleep at night. Okay. And then yeah, the, the other thing, scarier. Yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. And then the other thing um, that I read, you can go and pull your friends out of their body while they're sleeping. So then their soul can meet you on the astral plane. And then you guys can go and like explore Hawaii or I don't know, Paris or wherever you want to go. That would be incredible. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine you being able to go and see people. That is wild. Like my people that I've seen are passed on living in the stars above. I I can't even imagine what it would be like to see like lifetime friends. That's, that's insane. Or your dad, like that reminds me, cause I don't speak to my father either. And I'm like, Oh, that's the last place I'd want to land is his house. Same. Oh, that's so funny. So <laughs> I'm glad that you said that just really quick. That was what I was picking up on when I said that you need to work on that dense. It's your dad. So I didn't want to bring it up. You brought it up. Oh my know. gosh. That could, totally. That makes sense. And there's such a huge part of me that is like, it doesn't affect me. I don't care. Um, a few years ago, not a few, sorry. It was right before I met my husband. So eight years, eight years ago, I had the worst year of my life. Um, my best friend passed away. Um, a relationship of three and a half years off and on ended, which I, I can't say that was the worst part of my life because everything happens for a reason. And my husband, oh, he's unreal. Um, and then the salon I had worked, I did hair for 16 years. I just quit this last December to stay home with my boys. Um, but so my best friend died. I broke up with my ex, my salon that I'd worked at for eight and a half years that these people were my family. Like they knew everything. She closed. She texted me on a Monday, like seven in the morning and said, Hey Maris, I need you to call me when you wake up. And I was walking the dogs with my mom and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think we're closing. She was, where would you even think that? Didn't you work last Saturday? Did, could you have left the alarm off? Could it be something like that? And I said, I have this deep, deep feeling that she's going to be closing on me. And sure shit. I called her and I was like, Hey, she's like, I need to talk to you. You know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, but, um, I'm closing down the salon in a month. I was like, oh my gosh. So I ended up going to just where I needed to be. It was with people that I'd worked with before that had opened their own salon. They'd asked me to come and I had a loyalty to my old boss. So I ended up going to work with those people for the next eight years. And it was incredible. But that October, the month before I met my husband, my mom and I went on a trip together and um, I got a phone call from one of my brothers and so I have three brothers. I have a family bush. I don't have a family tree. There's so many marriages and divorces and step and half and all this stuff. I'd have to draw it out for you, but I have my oldest brother from my mom. And then from my dad, I have a sister that I don't speak to at all. 
and two brothers. Well, one of my brothers speaks to my dad and my other brother does not because my one brother kind of got sick of the way of my dad's bull crap too. So he texts me and says, Hey, um, just wanted to let you know, sperm donors in the hospital might be dying. Um, he's having emergency surgery. They're probably going to have to put in a pacemaker. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know he had a heart. I hope they can find it. And it, like <sighs> our banter was funny. Whereas my other brother texts me and said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know our dad's in the hospital. Things are very dire. If he passes away, I'm going to be driving to Vegas if you want to go. And I'm thinking, Oh, hell no, I wouldn't. Well, I don't want to say the term. I, I want nothing to do with him, but I sat there at the ocean, my favorite place in the whole world. And I thought, if I get the phone call, do I care? How do I feel? And I didn't feel anything. So for me, I feel like I'm so far removed from him. And so like, my life is so full and wonderful. And I have the most incredible mom that raised me. My oldest brother was like my dad. He walked me down the aisle. So I feel so fulfilled. And my husband is unbelievable. He is kind and smart and so loving and so, oh he's the best dad in the whole world so I've never felt like I was missing anything or that it was affecting me so that's really interesting and I can tell you and I don't know if it's you know I attributed it to exhaustion postpartum hormones etc but I feel like I'm edgy and not anxiety. I, I do suffer from anxiety here and there. And I did have postpartum depression really bad with my first, my second one. It was a smaller window because I was able to recognize it sooner. But I do feel like I, I just have this, this little edge in me that I've never been like that before. And I just, I feel like I get angry easily over stuff and not like Obviously, you know, your kids piss you off, life pisses you off, somebody driving down the road can piss you off, but I feel like I get triggered really easily, and I feel like I, just, I get angry and um, bullheaded. Like, if it's, if there's a disagreement or an argument between me, me and my husband, me and my mom, anybody, there's such, like, an anger and fire in me that I, I can't see what's in front of me. And I just react. So I'm wondering if I can heal that part of me. By of course you can. I mean, the fact that you're aware of it is step number one. And then step number two is not judging it and just working on feeling the feelings that come with it. I, mean, I just I have would have never, I would have never attributed that internally to my father because I feel like he's removed from my life. Um, yeah, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't still hurt. And that's, that's strange because I, I would have never guessed that that could be what is causing that internally. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's on your timeline right now. Sometimes just things pop up when it's written in the stars and it just feels mm -hmm. like that for you. And my advice is just to be gentle and empathetic with yourself as you, as you work through it. And I mean, I have a similar situation with my dad. I'm going to talk about the current situation on a different podcast episode, okay. um, the Mercury retrograde fucked up your life just because it's so fucked up and crazy what the last, what he's done the last month. But I have to say that I, I have, 
I've suffered from something very, very similar. And what really helped me was therapy. And then too, I feel like therapy helped me develop an outsider's perspective on all of it, where I got to see both of my parents and like, not my dad, like my dad didn't beat the shit out of me and abuse me and not love me and was so horrible to me. He didn't, that's all he knew. And I, I, mm-hmm. I hate when people say that, but it's different when you can like feel that in your soul. Like that's all mm-hmm. he knew. His example was horrible as well. And I have learned so much from having a shitty dad. And I feel like Mm -hmm. it's motivated me to be such an amazing mom, not to say that it hasn't been hard. And I haven't had those periods. Like I've been suicidal and I've had very, very dark periods from not being loved. I was an alcoholic and I did drugs and I was a slut and I could, I blame both of my parents for all of those behaviors. But I feel like when I reflected back on in therapy and looked at it, all I, it, it allowed me to forgive myself for the way I treated myself, but I also realized that I treated myself from the way that they taught me to treat me, from not being loved and whatnot. And I oh, think what's uh-huh. very helpful is just to see that, like, our fathers, they're not like 65-year-old men. They're literally 15-year-old boys in grown man bodies. They don't know. They don't have the ability to see what we can see because they never did the work in their younger souls. And so now at this point, my dad does affect me. I'm not going to lie. Like last month was fucked up. I had to take some time off work because it definitely fucked up, fucked with my head. Uh, so I'm being honest, like it still does affect mm-hmm. me. But now I have, again, a greater awareness as to what I don't want to be and what I don't have control over and what mm-hmm. is my responsibility and what is not my responsibility. And same as you, I, in my head, my dad's dead to me. And, but I don't know if I got the call today, if it would affect me or not right now, I'm going to say no, but mm-hmm. maybe it would affect me. I have no idea, but I'm not going to think about it until it happens and then I'll deal with it when it happens. And so, mm-hmm. um, but what I've learned from doing readings and within my own life is both parents are significant in different ways. And I feel like our mother teaches us how to be compassionate, empathetic, and have boundaries or not have boundaries. And then our father teaches us to love ourselves and believe in ourselves, and, um, and to, um, to, to, to chase our dreams and whatnot. It just feels like that Mm -hmm. masculine energy. And Uh our and the same thing with our mom as well. And they're intertwined, but I, I, it's all happening for a reason is my point. Okay. That's very fascinating that that's what came up. So I'm so grateful because now I feel like I can work on it because I do. I just, I have this, I guess a chip, a little chip on my shoulder that I've never really had, you know, up until the last few years. My advice is to be angry. It sucks to be angry. It sucks to be sad. But when you run from it, it lasts longer. And when you just like allow yourself to be it, it's like one or two days and then you're on to the next chapter. Okay. That's, that's good to know. My sister, I've, I've cut her out of my life. She, she cut me out, tried to cut me out first and I've held it. And I had found out that she was coming into town. She asked to see one of my mom's girlfriends and it really pissed me off because I didn't want her to know anything about my life. So that one, I could say that it's still cut because it was my sister and she and I were so close when I was little, but my Mm -hmm. dad, I just, I thought that's done. That's, that's old news. Like I would have never thought that he still affected me. 
Oh yeah. I was like the first thing I picked up on. And, but I feel like this is a good example because sometimes when I do intuitive readings, people will be like, no, I had an amazing childhood or no, my, my mom didn't do that. And then three months later, I'll get an email and they're like, oh my God, I forgot. Or I didn't realize. <laughs> and that's the, what this journey is all about is realization, mm -hmm. realizing how someone affected us. But again, it's like an onion. And once you pull back a layer, there's a new awareness there. And then there's more issues there. And then you pull back another layer and there's more awareness. But I do feel like as you pull those layers back, we all learn how to be more empathetic and softer with ourselves. So the blows of like what we have to work on don't feel so, so significant. Yeah. So that book that I was talking about, it's called The Secret of the Soul. It's, okay. um, it's um. using out of body experiences to understand our true nature. So everyone listening, get the book. Um, there's different, um, there's different information in there, like how to provoke it. There is some like UFO alien stuff in there that, um, I don't know some people might think is fearful. I didn't, cause I feel like we have control over all that stuff. Um, there's, a uh, kid, uh, a chapter on kids. There's a chapter on the scary stuff that I talked about. So highly, highly, highly recommend. Well, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story. I, I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful for the opportunity because if one does it and doesn't know what's going on, one would think that they're out of their ever loving mind. So I'm so excited that you finally touched on this because this is something that I have wondered like how does it happen why does it happen can one do it intentionally is it dangerous you know leaving your body so i'm so so stoked that you did this episode finally yeah get that book and then um, okay. report back because i definitely feel like it'll provoke it and okay. the more connected you feel with yourself the less scary it it'll be and i don't feel like it's dangerous i there's um, they describe it as like everybody has a, a cord. A, their soul is attached to a cord and that cord's connected to your body. So that okay. cord's severed when you die, but when you're doing astral um, projection and whatnot, it's, it's there. So, and you have okay. a spiritual team, whether you can see them or not, and they're not going to let anything bad happen to you. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a terrifying thing. Cause I wondered like, can you ever like pop out and then you can't get back in? Cause that would be awful. Yeah, not with my experience. So I will be sharing more information on this as I learn it, guys. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. I will see you next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, please consider sending it to one of your friends or just taking a couple minutes to write a quick little review on iTunes. I would very, very much appreciate it. Just wanted to give a quick little shout out to some of my new patrons, Nicole, Christine, Natalie, and Kimberly. Thanks so much for joining me, and you guys per picked the perfect month to join. Uh, in this month of November, I am giving away a free intuitive reading. I'm doing a few group intuitive reading sessions, and I just made a very, very special announcement. Um, so if you want to join, please review the note section of this week's episode and you will find a link there. I'll see you next week. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.